death of a family member, divorce of a long-time marriage or loss of a relationship, cancer, chronic illness, all of these things can be personal tragedies that can cause trauma and impact your entrepreneurship. In today's episode, I have been awesomely graced with the presence of Alex Evian. She's a multifaceted content production creative who over the course of her career has driven vision, storytelling, and positive business results for top brands across multiple industries. You guys will hear about it more in the episode, but what is most important is the way that she completely pivoted, reinvented, and has grown her own business and developed into amazing entrepreneurship in the face of her own personal tragedy. Join me in this episode as we hear her story, we hear her lessons in entrepreneurship, and also on how to keep growing and give yourself permission on a few things. Let's go and listen. Welcome to the Business Bites Podcast, the podcast for busy entrepreneurs. Whether you're an online entrepreneur or seeking after brick and mortar success, this podcast brings you quick bites of content so you can learn and grow anywhere you are. Now here's your host, Rachel Brainke. Hey guys, welcome to another week of the Business Spice Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Branke, and this is episode 122. I am joined by one of my favorite people that I have been following on social media for a while, and we are going to be taking this topic into continuing your entrepreneurship or growing your entrepreneurship while in the face of personal tragedy. You guys know that I'm super heavy in talking about business strategy, legal, and marketing stuff, but what happens when real life occurs? So Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show. I would love to start with hearing about from the very beginning, like tell us your background and your path to entrepreneurship, and then we'll get into the hard hitting stuff. Yeah. Thank you, Rachel, for having me on. I'm so excited to be with you. Um, so my name is Alex Evian, and I have been a small business owner for over 10 years. My business name is AVE Styles. And my path to entrepreneurship really began when we faced an economic downturn in 2009. And at the time I was working in architecture and I, I really didn't like my job and the economy was already bad and my job was iffy. And I decided it was a great time to finally pursue a passion I've always um, had my eye on, and that's fashion and styling. And I, I don't know why I decided to start a luxury business <laughs> in the middle of an economic downturn, but it just seemed like that that was the best time. And so I established a brand, a strong brand. I established a blog, and I started talking about style. And it was around the time when everyone was picking up a DSLR camera because they were out of work and they were interested in their own hobbies like photography. And it from there, people started creating content and becoming wedding photographers and doing lifestyle family photos. Um, and I was able to offer styling services for these people. So I started getting built into packages for photographers and started getting published on blogs and in magazines and what came out of that was really I became a content creator before there were positions for that. And I started sharing it on social media organically because I love talking to people. <laughs> and I started growing a following. And before I knew it, I in 2010, I had over a million followers on Pinterest and it skyrocketed me to 
create content for our top brands like Anthropology, Target, Home Depot, and so many more. And so that journey has taken me to a place where now I am a creative director for a company called Road Trippers. Mm-hmm. We are a travel company that is owned by Thor Industries. Um, no one really knows that holding company, but it's a Fortune 500 company that also owns Airstream and most other RV brands. And I spend my days creating content for the outdoor and camping space. That's incredible. And what I love about your story is that even if people like shut off the podcast right now, we are in, we're recording this during like the Corona crisis. And so there's a lot of people that are in the very same position you were. Economy's in the downturn. And so I hope that your story and they go and check you out, which by the way, guys, I'm going to link everything at rachelbranke.com forward slash EPI 122 for episode 122. And you'll be able to check her stuff out. Her Instagram is really what attracted me. You'll get to see the good quality photographs, how she shares authentically, how she's developed a personal brand. And maybe it'll give some inspiration to those that are just starting their business or wanting to get into it, especially now during this whole Corona (laughs) craziness that is going on. Well, I love your story. And, you know, I was attracted first to your messaging and all of that. And then obviously learning about your credentials. And what I want to know is if you could go back in time to when you first started out developing your own content and putting yourself out there with photographers, what would you tell yourself then or what would you change? Yeah, I love this question. Thank you for asking it. Um, I would tell myself, Alex, you are one smart cookie. Believe in yourself. (laughs) And I think what I have struggled with, and I'm sure many of you listening have struggled with this, is it's just confidence. Mm-hmm. In And I think that that's just a struggle that we deal with um, through the ebbs and flows of life. But especially when you're establishing a business and trying to position yourself as an authority, mm-hmm. when you are first beginning, you don't really have this long list of clients and Uh, several years behind you to say, to give you that credibility, you really have to come out of the gate with confidence. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, where I had to dig deep was in my passion that I, I knew that what I was pursuing in starting this business was something that I wanted to eat, sleep and breathe. Mm -hmm. And when you can find something that you love that much, then you know you've really found your the right spot for yourself and and then to really just believe in yourself from there. Um, I love that you said confidence because I've been binge watching Grey's Anatomy from the very beginning because quarantine, what else are we going to do? Right? <laughs> <laughs> but one of the actors today, right before I got on with you, she said, you're not attracted to me. You're attracted to my confidence. And I went and wrote that down because I was like, yeah. So I love that you said that because even if you're like, you're listening and you're unclear in your messaging, if you're confident in whatever it is you're putting out, you can tweak as you go along, you know, or if you're lacking confidence now, you can start bolstering that at any time. I love that. Absolutely. And I think you're touching on something that's also important. You can evolve as you go along and you will evolve as you go along. And there were times in my business where I might have started a styling business and it was purely focused on personal styling and meeting with people and fashion. 
And over time, my life changed. I became a mother along the way. And then I grew a huge following and I saw an opportunity to combine this new area of influence with my passion. And I just went with the flow and just kept evolving and evolving and evolving. And that's what is so important is learning how to pivot in business, not getting so caught up in the black and white lines and boxes of business. And that's part of why I wanted to bring you on here is that myself as an MBA, I'm very like, do, 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 do all of this. But I think it's too easy for people to fall into. I must do a business plan. I must stick to it. I must never change Mm -hmm. it. And this is a great segue into our topic for today, because what do you do when there's a personal tragedy in your life? Like my cancer was before I really had a full-time business. So it impacted, but it didn't impact the business in the sense that at the time the business wasn't, I wasn't financially relying upon it. So there was wiggle room there that it didn't hurt things. But then I've had things over the last few years that have completely impacted all my financial stability, the need to continue growing a brand. And that actually your story of that is how I got attracted to you. So what, and you can share as little or as much as you want to on this, but even with doing, you know, sharing style and all your other tips, your story is what attracted me to you and your confidence to move forward in entrepreneurship through that tragedy. Um, yeah. So do you want to give a little insight into that? We can kind of move in and talk about some tips for entrepreneurs to use when they're faced with something. Yes, I'd be happy to. You know, I think I, I'm i not embarrassed of my story. I really believe my story is now something that I can use to help other people. So I'm I'm very happy to share it with all of you. So I, um, my story is that I established my business and I became over time a lifestyle influencer and very much raising my kids and living my life now in the public eye, which is a very weird thing that has only happened in our generation um, and the generations after. And so I all of a sudden found out um, my, my husband that of 10 years, we had just celebrated our 10-year wedding anniversary, shared with me that he was leaving. And I was devastated. I We had gone through some marital issues a couple years prior, but we had chosen to work them out together in counseling. And I really thought that we were making tons of progress. So this blindsided me. And it turns out that it was an affair and it was an affair that actually lasted two years. It was very long. I didn't know. And in the middle of that, I had also had to move and we had moved closer to his work. And um, so I had moved away from my community where a lot of, you know, when you're establishing a business, your business community is essential. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had moved away from that community and I also had given birth to uh, my son, my second child, and he was chronically ill. So actually, this quarantine life that we're currently living isn't too unfamiliar in a way in the sense that my son was severely ill and I was confined to my home. Um, And I had this, I was on my peak earning time in my business. My business, um, thankfully, has always grown. And I was at a peak earning time, establishing the biggest partnerships I had ever done 
um, long-term partnerships with brands and doing white label content for large companies. And I, I was at the standstill as a business owner. What do I do? Um, my health insurance at the time was coming through my husband and my, as a business owner, um, especially I live in Arizona, you know, accounting for 30% of my sales has to go to taxes and that being freelance and not having, uh, being in a service industry and not having clients that are retainer clients, it really put me in a position of what do I do to really be the best provider for my kids now that I'm going to be the sole provider. Mm -hmm. And what I decided to do was I decided to take all of my experience of managing influencer partnerships and content creation and position myself and repackage myself as the creative director that I have been for many of these brands and um, my own company and market myself as that. And I actually got a job quickly with an agency, but I made sure to sign my contract to where I could continue doing my business on the side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what that provided for me was that stability that I needed in order to get through the grief and the trauma that I was facing. I needed to know that I had a job to get myself out of bed and go and do. I needed a paycheck that I could rely on in case I didn't feel like doing something that week or that month. And I needed to grieve and I needed health insurance to help me get through the times with counseling, um, with just other things. My, I had some other personal issues where I developed autoimmune issues over the stress. Um, and I needed those things in order to reestablish myself and know that I was going to be okay. But I continued my business on the side. And what happened was I was blogging a lot and sharing a lot about um, home design. I had become talking about pivoting. I, while I was home with my son, I developed a passion for designing my home. And um, I, I think they're very related fashion and home design. So I ended up getting published in Vogue and huge publications for my home. And I could barely write though about a chair. I thought, who the heck cares about a chair <laughs> when I'm losing my marriage and I'm losing my business, I'm I'm losing my family, I'm losing so much right now. I don't I can't bear to write about a chair. And so I just decided to be very honest and just share the grief that I was going through. And all of a sudden that is when I found a new thing in me, which is writing. And at first it was very cathartic to just share my feelings. And I definitely did my best to honor my ex-husband, even though I didn't want to, but I, I definitely didn't drag him through the mud or anything and wanted to protect my kids. So I just shared that I was sad over losing my kids and my family and my marriage and how I was processing that. And I realized that there was a whole community out there for me, not only to support me, but new people that needed to see somebody else walk through grief publicly to know that they weren't alone and to know maybe how they could be doing it and navigate it. And 
it's now put me into the wellness space. So my life, this tragedy isn't anything that I would wish on anyone. But I think being true to yourself and not trying to force something and really just sitting and living into what you're going through or what's happening can be an opportunity and not something that you necessarily have to try to profit from. But I think in the end, it is something that I can benefit from because they trust my community trusts me. Mm -hmm. And so when I talk about a product that now I'm back to talking about home design, when I talk about a brand, when I talk about clothes that I love, they know that I'm not trying to shove something down their throats. They, they know that I genuinely believe and promote this brand. And so there's a lot more engagement and sales that coincide with the messaging that of just me talking about my journey. So there's a couple things in there. I'm highly encouraged and so happy that you said the part about how you went to find stable employment, but still were working your own brand and everything. Because I find that many entrepreneurs are afraid if they give up working on their business full time, even if they're forced to out of financial necessity or they just can't function from tragedy you know, and trauma and all of that, they feel like a failure. And I love hearing the way that you phrased it and presented it that the reasons that you did it and the uh, opportunities and benefits that have come out of it. And I'm not sure, I mean, I don't know, we, we will never know if your journey would have been different or same, but I feel like by ha standing up in it and going, okay, I need this for my family. I need this for finances. I need this for insurance. You were able to do the self-care and things you needed. I feel like that kind of like catapulted you along on a new trail in your journey that maybe not had happened if you tried to strong arm yourself through soul entrepreneurship while also trying to handle the trauma. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, when you look at if specifically to my industry, when you look at marketing, you think about the content creator influencer partnership partnerships, and then you think about an agency that's facilitating those. And then you think about the brand that's investing in the agency to help facilitate those. I have now in the three year span since going through, since first finding out to now, I have been the content creator, the person at the agency. And now I sit on the brand level as a creative director for a brand. And I'm able to bring all of these experiences into every brand partnership that I do as a business owner. I'm also able to prove ROI. I'm able to put presentations together that you know you, or you, you get used to doing in the traditional business sector. Um, and vice versa, I'm able to bring that empathy of my, the freelancers, um, to the brand that I work with, because we are now, we, I manage a creative community of 400, almost 400 freelancers and wow. that community of people, I, I understand exactly how they feel. I understand what's going through their heads when they're negotiating their rates. And I understand what the market value is. And, but I also understand what the business is willing to pay. And so I, I will be really transparent with you guys. I haven't shared this with anybody, so surprise. But um, I actually just found out two days ago that I'm furloughed without pay oh, no. until August. And it's not a surprise because I work for a travel company and we're not able to travel. Right. So this isn't anything to do with me um, as much as it's just due to our economy and, 
and the virus that's going on. But I am so glad that I kept my business going because I'm able to, you know, continue now do focus on that again more. And until I come back and, you know, we'll, we'll be back in action in August, but I can take freelance opportunities in the meantime. So I would encourage anybody that is thinking about going to the traditional work environments and just switching for some stability um, to not be ashamed of doing that doesn't mean that you haven't that you've failed as a business owner or an entrepreneur. And if, if anything, it's just another opportunity to learn and bring those skills back to your business. And um, you know, I think we we praise and 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 I I understand this as a business owner, but we all look to like, man, one day I just want to own my own business so I don't have to answer to anybody. Mm-hmm. But it's it's actually you have to wear 10 hats as a business owner and it is kind of a breath a breath of fresh air to take a moment and just wear one or two hats for a little bit and then take those learnings back to your business it's not a failure by any means and actually i just interviewed the content director for women's day magazine i'll link that episode number on rachelbranke.com epi122 which is the show notes for this chat with alex um, but she, we talked a lot about developing of a personal brand. She's always been in the media career field, but developing of a personal brand. And just like you're doing, it's a great way to have another income stream. It's a good mm-hmm. backup. Um, but my question to you is, you know, it's a lot of work developing your own business and keeping that going. Even if you do have the financial uh, stability of a traditional job, what do you do though in the face of personal tragedy when you're just so emotionally gone, you can't feel like you can't function. I mean, did you put down your business for a little time during that or did you keep going? How did you approach it? Absolutely. I I gave myself permission to stop taking on partnerships for a time. I put a message up that, I mean, I never put it, there was a couple weeks right out, right out of the gate or I just put a, an away message up and then I took it down and I just gave myself time to check emails. And most of the emails I responded to, I just said, I'm not taking partnerships at this time, but I would mm-hmm. love to work with you in the future. So I always kept my eye on the future and knowing that this was not going to last forever, this grief, I would get through it. I I couldn't sleep a lot because of all the anxiety. So I stopped watching TV and doing things that were kind of more of a time suck. And I would go to bed early and I would wake up around 4 a.m. And if I couldn't sleep, I would just get my computer out and I would try to do some work there. I um, I kind of forced myself to continue, though, doing at least one partnership a month at least to keep things going, to show that I was still active, to continue marketing myself. But I think over the past three years, we've also seen a lot of changes with technology and how businesses have to adapt. And blogging and keeping my website up was no longer a chore that I really needed to do anyway. Mm -hmm. And that was a relief that I didn't have to keep up with blog posts anymore, that really all I needed to keep going was a presence online. And so for me... I just focused on what was the easiest to do, 
to have that. And that was Instagram for me. And so I just, I didn't force what I was writing. I would sit with it for about a week or so, and then I would share it if I wanted to. And I reduced my posting on Instagram to about once or twice a week, which some people would say is crazy, but I started only saying something when I had something to say. Mm-hmm. And when I started doing that, people really started listening. So what I would say to people is listen to your body, be mindful of what you need and don't apologize for it. Just notice it and think about what you need and don't be afraid to do it because sometimes the way that you're going to just naturally process this and, and what's going to come out, the creativity that's going to come out, um, the, the words, you, you just don't know. You're going to surprise yourself. Give yourself permission to do what comes naturally to you to, to process it. And I'm so glad that I just did that because it really just birthed the most beautiful thing. And honestly, though I love home design and fashion, there's nothing more than I love now than inspiring other people to um, – keep holding hope in the midst of tragedy that that's become my personal life mission. And I think if I hadn't started talking about it online, I wouldn't even have thought to spend more time developing that as part of my brand. I thought, you know, a lot of people are ashamed to say things like that. And a lot of people are also afraid of hurting other people in the process. So I've, it's definitely been a hard line to walk. But I think that it's important to walk it. If, well, if I agree. You're I think there's ways that you can present, depending on your level of privacy and comfort of sharing about personal tragedies. And I think it also makes a difference too of like how personally injected are you into your business? Like if you're not the face of your brand, not the face mm-hmm. of your business, you haven't developed a narrative about you, it would be kind of weird to come out left field all of a sudden with your tragedy. <laughs> not that humans wouldn't connect with it, but like True. you you were already injecting a lot about your kids and your home design and all of that. So it was kind of like a natural evolution. And I think that's where, and you said this earlier, your audience trusts you. I think it just like exponentially increased the trust because when you pour into somebody that way, even if it's strangers, you don't even know on the internet, it develops this sense of she trusts us enough to tell us that and it fills their trust for you. And what are the fringe benefits of that? I mean, writing for you, which is cathartic, putting it out there, inspiring others, but there's now been financial returns. There's been partnership opportunity returns Mm -hmm. that are kind of the benefits that come out of it. And I guess I'm saying all that to say anybody that's listening, you can share about something that's gone on without even necessarily sharing the details. You can pick what level you want to do that at. Um, It's you mentioned the autoimmune stuff from stress, and Mm -hmm. I had had some issues last year. And I didn't share a whole lot about it. But when I did, those were the most interacted with posts because humans are humans at the end of the day. They want to know about it. And like you, I would be like, all right, should I share this about what's going on with my lungs? Should I share this or not about being sick and not being able to get out of bed today? But once I did it, the feedback that I got, it kind of helped inspire me for the next time I was going to post. But like you, I didn't push myself if I wasn't feeling up to it. Yeah. And I think that that's the flip side, the other side of the coin um, about people 
I think that's a great point. If you're not the face of your business, it does seem like you're coming out of left field to talk about it. And I do understand why people don't. I think on the other side of the coin, I, I was in this position where they had been connecting with me and my family mm-hmm. for so long. Yeah, It almost felt like I was lying to people, especially when the first stuff happened in my marriage. I never really talked about it. And I felt like I was keeping this big secret from everyone that I was really in pain and I didn't talk about it because I was trying to protect my marriage and, and really we were trying to get past it. And so I just kept this big secret hidden and on the surface just kept talking about cooking or my house. And I felt, I felt fake. I felt like a liar, even though it, it, they didn't, no one needs to know that. And I, I'm not required to share that. It just didn't sit right with me. I really wanted to tell people I was hurting. And um, I really wanted, I, w- I started getting concerned about all my other friends that might be going through it and, and feeling like they can't say anything and just this silent pain. And so, you know, I think it's it's hard when you put so much of yourself online. Um, what do you do when tragedy strikes and you go through a miscarriage and you're depressed? Mm-hmm. You know, um, but life is life and we shouldn't be requiring ourselves to not be human, even in business. And I think we are in a better place now. There's more empathy to go around, more understanding, and people are being more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the wellness space as a whole is increasing, which is great. And especially during um, COVID-19, people are talking a lot more about hard things like isolation, depression, or marital issues or parenting issues. And I really appreciate some of the beauty that's coming out of hardship. Yeah, me too. And I was actually thinking while you were talking and before we got on here is that I didn't label this like entrepreneurship in the face of marriage divorce or anything because I wanted (laughs) to keep it as like personal tragedy so it could connect on multiple levels because you just listed multiple things that could cause tragedy and trauma to people. They're very near and dear. And Mm -hmm. I've noticed over the last 10, 15 years when I first started really getting into entrepreneurship and social media and developing of a brand, you couldn't talk about this. You had to be cheery and happy Mm -hmm. and send your message out into the world all the time. And then the pendulum has kind of swung to this other side where people are okay with sharing I think there's a danger sometimes because, and this is kind of why I was apprehensive calling the title personal tragedy and maybe I'll change it before publication, but I feel like sometimes, and I'm not diminishing anyone's issues, but I feel like sometimes you can tell when people are sharing a quote unquote burden or tragedy, but it doesn't seem authentic. And that was one of the things that attracted me to you was that it was a hundred percent authentic. It wasn't like this pity thing. It wasn't this, um, you know, look at me, woe is me. It was, here's what I've learned. Here's how I want to help you. And so I guess in all that I'm saying, if you're going to put out and be vulnerable, my recommendation would be, yeah, make it about you. You want people to reach out to you. You want them to connect with you, but also see how you can use that to help others. Because I think that is when you're going to see the greatest return pouring out, not just on them, but you're going to feel better about yourself when you're pouring out to help others, even if you don't feel like you have anything to give at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check your heart motivations behind what you do. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And stick to your story is what I also tell people. 
It's not about anybody else. There might be other people in your story that have caused that pain. Sometimes pain happens because of just life and health issues or whatever it might be, but sometimes pain is inflicted by somebody else. But you can share your pain of how that person hurt you without naming the person, without going into details about their life or shaming them. Just talk about your story, what you are feeling. No one can argue with your story. When I had an issue happen this last winter, I was told that person may be responsible for your trauma but you're responsible for the healing. And so I mm-hmm. think anything with sharing is a part of your, maybe a part of your healing process. Some people, they don't want to share at all, but if that is part of it, exactly what you just said, share to heal, but also make sure that you evaluate how you're sharing and what you're sharing. Um, mm-hmm. Because we're all humans and have to coexist. And just mm-hmm. because someone hurt you, it's really easy, especially when you're traumatized, you're angry, you're emotional, you want to lash out and drag them through the mud. Not just that you shouldn't want to hurt someone else, even though they greatly mm-hmm. hurt you mm-hmm. by, if you had put out there like ex-husband this, ex-husband that, I don't think your story would have been as impactful or as inspiring, mm-hmm. right? Since it was about you, I could relate with just you, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Oh, man. We got super heavy on this one today. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll go ahead for wrapping it up. I absolutely love that you came and how transparent and willing you are to share. Do you have any last tips you can think about that maybe something that someone could have said to you during, you know, your tragedy and everything going on that would have helped you? Can you think of anything? Yes. So when you are faced with tragedy, in your life, you will probably also feel like you'll feel fear about losing your business as well. And I would just want to encourage your listeners to not be afraid. Don't be afraid that it is true what they say, that this isn't the end, that it's not over. And Um, you might not be able to look at and picture even your life. You might not be able to see down the road and how this is all going to work out. How in the world is life even going to be okay, let alone good? And take it a day at a time. Take it a day at a time. Don't try to solve all your problems for the rest of your life or what many entrepreneurs like to do, which is like a big vision board and, and have all these ideas. Um, that's, this isn't the time for that. This is the time to just focus on your healing, focus on what you need, and take it a day at a time. And lastly, if you don't have hope, if you feel hopeless, if you are in despair, Please make sure to reach out and tell somebody. And one of my best friends said to me, and I and I love it so much, she said, when you don't have hope, I'll hold hope for you. Mm-hmm. There are people that are able to hold hope for you during hard times when you don't have any. And there are people who are able to help lift your business up. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to tell somebody what you are facing I had people help me with a resume that I had not written. I hadn't had to write a resume in the past decade, but I needed to at that time. There are people that are willing to help you. So let them hold hope for you when you don't have hope. 
I love that. I'm going to share one little last bit, kind of my experience when I went through exactly what you just said. Let people know those that you trust. I had folks reaching out saying, hey, I'm going to write a blog post for you because they know that my blog is really important to keep going. And all of a sudden I was receiving blog posts, like completed written blog posts in my email inbox. And I was like, this is incredible. These are people that should be focusing on creating their own content. They don't necessarily know like the legalities and that's what my blogs are, but they were doing their best so that I could keep my business going when I couldn't even get out of bed. So that's my little tidbit. I love this. Alex, thank you so much for coming on. Guys, make sure you dig into the show notes. I am going to link all of her stuff, especially her Instagram. You'll be completely inspired, even if you're not going through personal tragedy, a lot of great information and wonderful imagery. So head over to rachelbrangy.com forward slash EPI 122. And also the Facebook group will have a thread as always dedicated just to this episode. Pretty hard hitting stuff. Let's see what other Others sharing what you're going through, how you could help others, and let's be a community together. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for joining Rachel on this episode of The Business Bites. For show notes, a list of recommended tools, or referenced episodes, you can find them at businessbitespodcast.com. Until next time.